Blog Talk Radio. Block Talk Radio Nation, you are tuned into the cutting room floor. You know, I haven't said that for over a week. <laughs> and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Mary. What's going on? Not a whole lot. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. You know, I, I wish people would actually, I wish people would actually uh, be able to tune into what we talk about before the show actually starts. Um <laughs> As a matter of fact, I'm thinking right now that unless anything really breaks in the next week, I am thinking that next week on this show, we will not have any scripts. We will go script free, and we will pretty much talk to you for about a half hour. <laughs> you will encounter pretty much what Mary and I usually talk about. Without scripts. <laughs> Which could prove that, to be interesting. That could prove to be interesting, it could prove to be boring, or it could prove to be very dangerous. <laughs> I like um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yes. I think next week is the week we'll, we'll do a script free show. Uh, but before I begin, wanted to get some things out of the way. Because, you know, each week I forget to tell the folks where they can find us. Um, of course, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR. You can find us now on uh, the Internet, powered by Wix.com. It's at Wix.com forward slash NewsCommentBTR forward slash fan page. Uh, there you also get the links to... Uh, some of our popular shows, as well as the links as to where we're at on iTunes. And don't forget about that. So, folks, if you have not downloaded our shows on iTunes, please go and do that. Um, the more you uh, download, the more popular we are there. The more we can beat shows like uh, Cooking for One and um, uh, Pull My Thumb University or something. I don't know. Um <laughs> I don't know, there's a bunch of people, like, you know, doing that stuff. But also, uh, you can email us at newscommentbtr at yahoo.com. So a lot of places to find us besides here on Blog Talk Radio. So hopefully you will at least go to one of those spots and then tell us what you think. I'm getting to the point now where I feel like I have to uh, uh, start giving away stuff in order to uh, get feedback, which, uh, you know, our (laughs) our budget for this show is nothing. Um, so I have like an empty, I have like an empty, uh, uh, toilet paper roll. Um, I have an unused, yeah, I have some boxes. I have an unused Minnesota Vikings hat that I never wore because I'm a Bears fan and I got it from a Vikings game. 
Um, I I think I have here half of a uh, um, half of a package of printer paper. Nice. Uh, you I can have always give them the the Yeah, that too. You know, and I can always go to the dollar store and pick up some nice little you know knickknacks that you can uh, have. I can get a bag of candy. I mean, anything that we need to uh, do as giveaways. <laughs> The next dollar. Next twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You just want a fun size Snickers. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so how was your week off last week? I, I actually um had a little fun. Went up to Minnesota, visited some family. That's actually for those of you that don't know that it was kinda of like my second home for a little bit. Uh, I actually finally had a Juicy Lucy up that way, which uh, if you have not had one, uh, definitely stop up there. One of the places where I went was Matt's Bar up there. Um, finally had a Juicy Lucy. And actually, I also had some uh, Somalian food, which was, I've never had that, uh, which is very good. But um, That sounds amazing, but you should have, like, a doctor checkup before having a Juicy Lucy. You know, if you're like heart attack grill kind of thing. No, but you know what? This is actually—it was actually—it wasn't heart attack grill worthy, but I mean, it, it was—it the cheese is in the middle. I mean, it was a, a not a small burger, but it was a mid-sized burger with the cheese in the middle. But you know, heart attack grill is like you know, you know, like butter, you know, burgers and all the other bad stuff for you. But oh, it, it was very good. Uh, I wouldn't say it was bad. Now the fries were <laughs> not good for you because they give you a ton. And they're nice and salty and warm and yes, but um, (laughs) 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 so how how did you spend your week off? (laughs) I spent it laying on the couch as much as possible. It was amazing (laughs) 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 because I have to get ready for a trip soon. So I I'm going to relax prior to the trip. There, there you go. There you go. And you have, and you, and you have to tell the folks. Um, I think should we tell them next week or should we tell them this week about your trip? Um, I don't know. No. Did you want to tell them this week? I can tell them this week, or we can do it at random. Well, we can do it at random. <laughs> we'll, do it, we'll do it next week. Actually, we'll do it next week because um, that will be the point in which. Uh, yeah, we'll do it next week during our uh, non-scheduled show. <laughs> but speaking of vacations, I, <laughs> speaking of vacations, I did have something here, and it was a very interesting article that I found this week. Where it says that taking a vacation is supposed to be about rest and relaxation, but a new survey suggests that couples get very little of either on their holidays. According to AskMen.com, there was a poll of 2,000 adults that says that more than half of couples can't even agree on where to vacation, while another 37% start squabbling over how to book the trip. Now, a whopping 66% of couples get into fights on the trip, with 25% getting into the first argument before the third day of the trip. According to the study here, it says, so what's the source of all the bickering? Money and budgeting comes in at the top of the list with the amount of time spent together, 
alcohol consumption and checking out others at the beach all following suit. Now, the truth is, is that time spent together is the biggest source of frustration. Vacation puts the relationship on fast forward. It's a quick way to test the bonds because you'll be spending almost 24 hours a day with your partner. Now, at home, both parties go to work, run errands, and have places to hide. On a vacation, you're cuffed to each other for the whole time. Either it works and the relationship becomes stronger, or you're going to want to strangle the other person by the third day. So that leads to my question for today. Now, I know it's a little bit different uh, if you're married, but if you are single and you're dating someone, is it wise to go on vacation together, say, within maybe the first uh, six months of dating? Or is there a perfect time to really do that, to take a vacation together? Should you wait like a long time before you actually do something like that and just continue to take your vacation separate? Oh, no, no. Take the vacation together. Just don't have the vacation be more than two days long. <clears throat> that way when the third day happens and you're going to fight, you're already going home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> just keep it within two days. No, I, I don't know. That 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 brings up, even with married couples, and I know when when I was married, oh, so long ago and far, far away. Now, when I was married, um, we'd squabble about vacations as well because it, it turned into, like, I'd want to go someplace exotic or someplace new or some. And um, we want to go to, you know, see the Football Hall of Fame or the Baseball Hall of Fame. Or, or I have to go see, you know, uh, the Fenway Park. And and just the the difference in what you like versus what your partner likes. If you can figure out a way to incorporate all of that into a vacation, it's a success. I, I think that's a, that's a big one. Um, but... Um, Family vacations are different than um, romantic vacations. So I, I think this is very specific to, like, romantic vacations, not just so that best, weekend away. So, so now that leads to my question, though, but what's the best step? Because it, it, these are the arguments. Now, I can understand the things that happen once you get there because it's stuff that, you know, you can't really avoid. I mean, things are going to happen. Somebody's going to drink a little too much for your liking. Someone's going to turn their head the wrong way and look at somebody and then you'll get mad. But the thing is that most of that stuff, to me, in my mind, should be taken care of long before you even get on that flight. I mean, you shouldn't have to argue about where you're going because at that point, you know, are you really going to go somewhere where you don't want to go? You know, and Uh two, in terms of budgeting, you know, if you're like six months into dating, you know, don't you hammer that stuff out before you go? Say, hey, you know what? Um, we both spend on our tickets. Or, you know, hey, if you want to buy their ticket, that's fine. But, you know, I mean, you know what you're working with here, and you can pretty much be like, hey, you know what? We'll treat this out as buddy-buddy. That way you pay for your ticket, I'll pay for mine. And, you know, the food and stuff like that, you know, like I said, I don't want to get too detailed because then if you're in a relationship that uh, gets all of it, you know, uh, stuff, but yeah, it's, it's the stuff that you should be taking care of before you go. You know, in terms of food, you can be like, hey, you can take care of the first day or two, and I'll take care of the last two days, and then the hotel will split. You know, I think that would be at that point. You know, like, hey, if you don't want to stay in a five star and you can't afford it, then we'll just do this one. Or if you want to stay in a five star but can't afford it, 
I will, you know, pay for it and, you know, we'll work it out. Some way, I would think most of this stuff could be avoided. Maybe I'm just naive. No, I don't think you're naive. I think you're absolutely correct, but you're also one of a dying breed. Um, I think that you you and I both are we're planners. Um, <clears throat> we'd like to kind of know what we're getting into before we get there. And and, mm-hmm. and it's not like I plan every minute of every day. I don't have, like, an itinerary for every hour, an hour at the pool, an hour doing this, an hour doing that, and then, like, I'm with the schedule with the whip. Unless, you're, unless you are like that, I'm hoping that the person that you're with likes that. Um, there has to be, and every relationship is different, but there has to be a point where you can say, yeah, I want to spend every waking moment in your presence. You're right. A lot of that stuff should be hammered out. Unfortunately, you know, with looking at other people, that brings up the jealousy thing. Um, You're going to a new place, so there's new people to look at. Yeah. It's going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna have a sideways glance every once in a while. Just be like, there's, there's, there's new scantily clad men that I've never seen before, and I will never probably see again. So there's gonna be a sideways glance here and there. If you're secure in the relationship, that should not cause an argument. Money. Yeah. That's that's hard to do on romantic vacations. That's why I don't. I don't like doing romantic vacations until it's like a solid. We are seeing each other. We are exclusive. We're moving towards living together or getting engaged or getting to that point where this is like our trial run to living together. Okay, that's different. Then you have to start really thinking about that stuff. But you're right. A lot of that stuff should have been hammered out beforehand. Um, Unfortunately, there are people that are not, they have the filter that um, they want the other person to have a great, you know, a great vacation when it's not just their vacation, it's both of yours. Yeah. Speaking of vacations, I came across a very interesting article from Shape Magazine. Yes, I read everything. Um, where they did a bikini body survey among women. And they had quite a few things there where, uh, you know, of course it was the same old women, you know, felt pressured to you know, lose the weight for a bikini body, and they had a few hang-ups, and most of them hated their abs and um, how uh, they felt about eating their way to a better body. But there was one part of the survey that I guess I really wasn't surprised by, but yet I was surprised by the high amount of numbers. But and again, when more thought about it, I wasn't. And according to a survey result from Shake Magazine, 68% of women said that they would give up sex for at least a month for their ideal bikini body. So, <laughs> if <laughs> I'm, going to, um, I'm going to ask you, if the bikini odds, well, you don't need to. Uh, you already have the perfect bikini body. But say, for example, if you didn't, <clears throat> which you do, so this question really wouldn't even pertain to you, but if you didn't, would you give up sex for a month if it meant having the perfect bikini body? No. I'm part of the lower percentage. <laughs> I'm part of the 30%. 
Yeah, you you get another thirty two percent. Heck no. You know why? There's two reasons. One, read my bio. Okay? <laughs> That's the number one reason. <clears throat> Straight off the bat, read my bio. Number one. Done. Okay, check. Number two. That's exercise. Yes, that would give me you. the perfect bikini body, and on top of that, I wouldn't even have to be wearing the bikini. Thank you. That's what I said. And, I, and that was exactly what I was thinking. I was like, you're already getting the exercise through sex, so why give it up to get the perfect bikini body if you're working your way toward it anyway? So while all those other people are depriving themselves of some fun, the other 32% are still getting their exercise in and getting the perfect bikini body. Thank you. Thank you. I'm part of 33%, so no. No, I would not. Um, I would not give that up unless I had to. And there are only a few times when I have to give it up, and those are short-lived times on their own. So I am good with the exercise in the bedroom. Bedroom exercise. It's bedroom aerobics. Come on, people. Burn the calories. Yep. There's, you know, but yeah, why are women so hung up on this whole huge bikini thing? I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I know, I know, you know, guys just don't care. We'll just throw on some trunks and go out there. I mean, why this time of year women dread in terms of the bikini thing? I mean, are, I mean, is it that much of a... Are you really asking uh, me that question? You have no women in your life. No, I'm just kidding. Um, just for you guys out there don't understand. It's, it's a huge deal. Like, I, I know that... Um, as, uh, and thank you for the comment that I have the perfect bikini body, but I will not wear a bikini. Not like a two-piece, so much bikini, like showing off, all, like string bikini showing off lots of skin. I won't do that because mm-hmm. I I had a child, and things were not where they used to be when I was 21. Okay? Granted, I have more things than I had when I was 21, but that's a completely different part of the show. Um, <clears throat> or things have grown. Um but there are there are stretch marks, there are scars, there are funky tan lines, which I don't care about the funky tan lines, but there are things that cause women to pause because when you're out in the bikini, not only do the men look at you because, hey, that's like a bra and underwear. That's what she looks like in the bedroom. Wow, she's looking good. You also get judged by the women going, really? You decide to wear that? You get judged by kids all the way up to the 90-year-old dirty men with the shiny shoes. Seriously. It's all the way and, and even if you aren't being judged, even if nobody's looking at you, if you're wearing that bikini, you automatically put your mindset into, I'm going to be judged. So if you aren't being judged, then it's like, crap, I must really look like crap. So unless you are perfection, which not very many of us are, you are going to be judged on how you look in that bikini. And that's why I don't wear, I mean, I do wear, I wear a bikini and a wear, I, I wear the tankini, so I cover up the midsection a little bit because there's some stretch marks there that I just don't like. Um, Stop it. <laughs> well, I just don't like them, and that's my choice. I'm not out, when I'm out swimming or laying out on the beach or whatever and I'm wearing that tankini thing, I'm there for, I'm one of those few people that I don't care if you judge me. But there are lots of women that do. Lots of women that do. And that's why the bikini body is so important. And then there's also the strive for that perfection, which 
I kind of like the non-perfect guys, so perfection for women. I'm I'm hoping that men get away from the perfect woman. They should get the real woman, not the perfect woman. Yes. Yes. Then the real woman would be perfect for you. Indeed. There you go, fellas. Now you understand. Words of wisdom. Speaking. PSA for the day. Yeah. I do have a little question for you, though, and this is actually (laughs) a very interesting one that I've came across. Now it says that for those of us that, and this is from Glamour Magazine this week, it says for those of us that don't believe in love at first sight or at least haven't had it happen to us yet, they talked about the slow burn of attraction. Now, you know, in your new dating life or, you know, if you're starting to date again, uh, there's a problem. You're dealing a lot with disappointment when they don't get that sparky feeling with you know, the opposite sex. And in this case, this was a lady that wrote this article and she talked about how she didn't get that spark or that feeling with this guy. And she said the way that she sees it on a formal first date, by which she meant with a person you don't know well yet, or unlike an online date or a setup, there are three possible outcomes. You'll know immediately when they're not for you. You hit it off right away and can't wait to see them again. And you enjoy their company, but you're just not sure you're feeling the spark. And for her, she said that a love at first Site non-believer number three is the most frequent scenario where you enjoy a company but you're not building a spark. And there was a question as to when exactly should you feel it, and how you know after the first date if you don't feel it should you call it quits? And she says you can't, and she says that you can't call it quits after a decent first date. Because nerves can make people act and feel unnatural. And say if you really enjoy chatting with that person, but just aren't sure it felt romantic, they said, she said, go out with him again. Um, then it says, you absolutely can call it quits after a miserable first date, a miserable one. Or she says, three dates is a good rule of thumb. She says, this isn't a hard or fast rule, but let's say you spend two to three hours together on each date with some emailing, texting, or phone time in between. That's a pretty fair amount of time together. And then she says, eventually you're going to need the urge to kiss. And um, she said she had a friend uh, that told her about a lunch date, and she said basically if she still feels no urge to kiss him, which she had no previous date, she's going to tell him you should stick to being friends. Ouch. If he's uh-huh. sweet, but you're not just physically into it, she says let him go find someone who is, then you can find someone who can barely keep your hands off of. So what are your rules? Do you need a spark in the first date, or is it over? And how long should you wait to get said spark? <clears throat> I I don't I don't know if I could have a spark on the first date because if I unless it's a setup unless there's something set up ahead of time you know like um, I knew him um, I met him online and we had a chance to chat and then we slowly grow to let's go on a date. Um, if there's enough of that ahead of time, then, yeah, there should be a spark or there shouldn't be a spark. That would be my rule at that point, if that setup was there. But if it's just like a blind date or you just got set up by a friend or, or what have you, <clears throat> that first date is hard. Um, I recently went on a first date, and it was, and the person that I ended up talking to about it later, I said it was very nice. But I didn't feel anything at that point because it was still that whole getting to know you stage. It's still that, you know, that, that arm's length thing. 
So did I want to rip his clothes off? No. Did I want to tell him sorry? I don't want to. I don't feel the rip your clothes off thing. Bye. No. I wanted to go on another date. So if I wanted to go on another date, there's something there that's pulling me back. Three dates. That's kind of tough too, depending on what your first two dates are. I I, I say just go with it. Every every relationship is so different, and yeah. sometimes it's two, three, four, five, six before you're like, you know, I really like this guy, and I really want to be part of his life. It might be one where you just go, ugh, no. So, I, I don't know. I don't know if for those kind of things. It's tough. It's, it's it's always funny because I don't think that there is a definitive answer. Uh, this is one of those questions where you just have to keep it open. And one of the things is that I've known a person who uh, first started dating a person, didn't think that that person was the right type for Exactly. And if I remember correctly, this is a story where your friend uh, ended up getting married and now they have four beautiful children because she couldn't stop talking about him for the first week and saying that, no, this is you know not a good thing. So, no, there's no hard and fast rule. Um, but, yeah, that's that's basically where we're at with that. I think I lost LeVar, so I'm going to keep talking about it. If yeah, you are I don't, going to vote. I lost you for a second, sweetheart. I don't, I don't think the people at Block Talk Radio was going to like my answer. So uh, <laughs> They cut you off. They cut me off, and I cannot believe that. But anyway, <laughs> um, what I was talking about, um, pretty much the answer itself, is one of those things where uh, it's dependent on you, you know. And I know people mm-hmm. who dated people who they didn't think that everything was going to uh, work out for, and they wound up getting married. And, you know, it really is dependent on you. Now, if there's just like totally you just despise the person and don't like them, yes. And, of course, after that first date, you know, you can cut it off. I mean, there's no point in trying to give it another try, especially if it's way different than what you were expecting. But if there is something there and you feel that there's a need to explore more, Yes, give it more dates or give it more time. So that's what I say. You said exactly what I just said. Oh, 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 see, great minds think alike. So I guess now that leads to the LeVar Ball this week. Okay, get it in before they cut you off. Yeah, I know. I had to do it really quick. But normally we talk about, you know, in recent weeks I've been talking about different food, but now there is something old that's new again in the AM. And I read this this week from the consumerist. The Taco Bell has been floating with breakfast for years and only recently decided it was something that all of its restaurants should eventually serve. But never, but ever the food innovators, the folks at the Bell, have apparently come up with the perfect drink to accompany its breakfast burritos, something now called Mountain Dew AM. (laughs) As a sign, which... uh, showed up over the weekend at a uh, few select uh, Taco Bells. It is Mountain Dew AM, which is a mixology of Mountain Dew and orange juice, and it is served only until 11 a.m., after which point I guess you'll have to create your own at home. And uh, they're already calling it either the Dew Driver, Morning Dew, 
and other things here. But you know what? I think here one of those things when I first thought about was that it's the same thing that college students have been doing for years. We all drank Mountain Dew in the morning, and, of course, yours truly was guilty of that too and stopped pretty much probably around junior, senior year. But is there really a need to add something to Mountain Dew in the AM to compete with coffee? I mean, Mountain Dew in its own pretty much is going to give you a jolt anyway. But Mountain Dew with orange juice? Uh, I guess what's old is new again in some ways. But uh, college, college students had the uh, run on that first. <laughs> yes, they did. I've actually made that mixture in the morning when I wanted something different. But I still needed my caffeine. <laughs> Any shout-outs this week? Uh, no, I don't have any this week. We'll do some next week, though. I'll have some together for that. Yeah. Well, no shout-outs this week, but probably a shout at the folks from Blog Talk Radio for cutting me off in the middle of my speech. Maybe it was a good Well, thing. that's what you get for having a sermon. Uh, I guess. It was more like a two-minute rant, but it really wasn't much to do with it. But, uh, we'll hopefully we'll cut this off next week. But we are being cut off because the old clock on the wall is telling us that we are out of time. So until next week, next week, for Barry, I am LeVar. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. It's good to have you back, and uh, it's good to have everybody back. I feel like we haven't been gone that long. It was only a week. But we'll be back next (laughs) week with another edition of the Cutting Room Floor. Have a great weekend, everybody. Peace. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.